So there's a there's a jiggy at the bottom of Clanker's canyon cannon. Can Clanker's cavern. <laughs> Clanker <laughs> So does it I'll do it again. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Welcome back to Pod'em Up. This month we're doing Banjo Kazooie in the book club. Hi there, welcome to episode 45 of Pod'em Up. My name's Ollie, I'm joined by Tips. Hello, Tips. I'm Tips, hello. Yeah, we're, uh, we were just saying, it's far too hot, isn't it? It's too it's hot. Just, it's just insanely, stupidly hot for for two pasty British guys. That's, that's, <laughs> the, thing. that's the thing, it's just really dreadfully not, hot for, for the like I'm in the hottest room in the house, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Same. I should have moved downstairs, I don't know why I didn't, but... Um, yeah, so the fans are on. Hopefully you can't hear them, but if you can, sorry, that's just the way it's got to be, I'm afraid. The thing is, I, I mean, it's good It's good to have the fan, it's better than nothing, yeah. but it's not air conditioning, and it just blows the warm air around. By the it time. does. Because I've got yeah. like a big fan that sits on the floor, and it's mm. got like the little box where you set how fast you want the fan to go, is yeah. behind it. So as yeah. it's been on all day, that just gets warmer and warmer, and it's just blowing the warm air out towards <laughs> me. So, you know, by the end of the day, it's like being blown in the face with a hairdryer. It's yeah, beautiful. yeah, it does have that hairdryer feel sometimes. Yeah. It? yeah. But, but we're here to discuss a little later on uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Yes. A bit of a formative game for me in my early years, a bit of a classic for me, so I'm going to be interested to see what you think of it. Um, but before that, do you want to discuss anything that you've been playing lately? I really haven't been playing much this this, this month. Um, no, that's the same with me, really. Yeah, it's a bit. It's, I mean, I've been playing Banjo <laughs> pretty much. It's, it's it's a fairly lengthy game. It is fairly lengthy. So. I I didn't get to complete it. I got to be honest. I didn't. I we even gave ourselves an extra week to try and do it, but it <laughs> yeah. just cropped up and I didn't get. The I time. didn't. I didn't get quite get to the end either. Almost, but uh, yeah. But we'll discuss that later. So, uh, any anything else you've um, you have been? 
I played through Stray. Yeah. Uh, the cat mm, one. The cat one, yeah. Um, I think we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later, yeah. Um, I played... What was that? One of the incoming indies that you recommended. Um, mm. With... It's like a car racy one. Oh, well, it was the the one I did last time. Yeah. What was uh, that? So, uh, oh, I forgot what it's called now. I, I forgot what it's spot. called. <laughs> um... I keep wanting to say Horizon Chase Turbo, but that's no, the that's other an, that's another one. I might have done that previously, or maybe not. But it, victory, the victory heat rally. I believe that's the one. Yeah, mm, I, the sprite I played, scaling one. Yes, I played the demo of that. It's really, yeah. really good. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. Good. It feels great. It, it feels challenging, and it's just really cool. Yeah. I was really bad at it, especially because you you do like the first. You got to do like a training session first yeah there's a bit where you've got to avoid the cones and every time you hit the cones they go out <laughs> yeah. um all it was was just ow 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 yes <laughs> that's right course. i think yes same for me yeah um but other than that yeah it's really good i really it's one it. of those games that makes you want to do better though yeah. i found like I, I i if i like missed the first place by just a little bit you know i, I really wanted to try again and, and get it get it again so i'm really looking forward to that coming out actually i might just get that straight away so. yeah definitely gonna get that when it comes out mm, um, i'm glad you enjoyed that i got two point campus oh yeah 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 um but i haven't played i think i've played two hours of it because it only came out um thursday this, this week wasn't it yeah yeah thursday thing i think I, I ordered it on amazon i think i got it friday so i've, I've basically done the tutorial and a little bit so it's too okay. early to say you know if it's going to be great or not but i think if you if if you like theme park theme hospital if you play two point hospital it's more of the same really so i yeah. think it'd be good um my wife abby's been playing a lot of two point hospital lately on the switch mm. um and she was aware of uh, the campus one but has, she hasn't bought it yet yeah it's think yeah it, so far it seems it seems like more of the same but with you know with a, a university theme yeah theme um, mm. So yeah, I think I I got no reason to think it would be anything bad. So, but I'll give a a proper impression when I've played more than two hours. Mm. It's good that they're expanding beyond that sort of just the hospital and like the theme park, like theme hospital and theme park. Yeah, trying new ideas. What you could, what also you could manage. Well, I think I've I think I've lamented before the fact that Japan got theme aquarium. Oh right, yeah. It never got localized or released outside of japan i've actually got it on the shelf there but i don't speak a word of japanese so <laughs> it's absolute absolute gibberish to me yeah that would um, be good but theme aquarium it seems like such a good idea and bullfrog made that did they no else? no no it wasn't bullfrog it was someone else i think it actually got released um on pc under but uh, without any of the theme branding i think it was just called aquarium and it no. came out as like a budget title years later and got panned by the critics and forgotten about but mm. uh, you know i it's theme aquarium it's, it's good <laughs> it's just another theme game it's another yeah. theme game <laughs> so yeah i'm all for it but i actually sent them a tweet i sent two point a tweet saying listen yeah. they did theme aquarium you know do an aquarium one Mm. Didn't reply. No. Not even so much. They're probably like. probably a bit busy, to be fair. I know, but you know, when you get a when you get a solid gold idea like that right on your lap, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you stop everything. You stop everything, <laughs> don't you? You know, you call an all hands meet and then you get to work. But you know. listen, this guy's just suggested something major. Yeah. This is going to change everything. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from that, I, I really haven't been playing that much. It's been a, no. a been a bit of a crazy couple of weeks. Was it last episode? And this is literally just only come back to me. But you wanted to talk about Bio Mutant, or have you already talked about that? Do you remember that? You were I do use, remember that. I, but I, we, we ran I, out of time. We ran you, out was, of time. you were going to save it for the next episode. Can you? Yeah. Is it I worth did, talking about now? Yeah, it is. I think it's a really good game. Um, hmm. I it got. I remember because I remember I pre-ordered it like a couple of years ago, and it was one of these games that just got stuck in development hell for a while. Yeah, I, I remember it um, in previews and things. And it yeah, looked quite interesting. It looked, yeah, it looked interesting, and then I cancelled the pre-order. I forgot all about it, and then eventually mm. it did come out, mm. and it got really sort of bad reviews. Everyone was oh. like really sort of down on it. Yeah, I th- it's really good. I thought I really enjoyed it. It's a really nice game. My only criticism of it would be, and it's this is an entirely personal thing for me Hmm. the whole game is narrated by someone who sounds just like Stephen Fry and (laughs) it gets old so quick there's even even an option in the menu they knew it gets old because there's an option in the menu where you can choose how talkative the narrator is (laughs) but even (laughs) if you put it down to zero he still talks all the time and basically, it's it's set on Earth or an Earth-like planet where humans have ravaged it with all the things that we do, mm. and oil and all the bad stuff, you know, all the usual. Um, yeah. We've all had enough of it, so we've blasted off into space, and all the creatures that have left have eventually evolved into their own sort of little societies. Right, okay. Uh, but now there's these big creatures um they've all got funny names i can't remember what they are now this is part of my the thing that irked me with it and um, they were all like the giant puffs i think they're called mm. and they're eating the roots of the life tree which gives life to all the all the planet so you have to go around on a, a little mission to defeat the big puffs and save the world but because all humans, you know, humans have long gone, so these animals have inherited our world, and they've come up with you know, their, their own little language and their own word for things, and it's all in this really sort of infantile baby talk. Oh. Um, like, you go to, you find like an old train yard, and the narrator calls it, you know, oh look, there's a big chug chugger. Because... <laughs> And, okay. like, the whole thing, you know, and you don't get a sword, you get a stabby stick. And, you know, uh, a gun is a, a pew-pew thing. Or, you know, and it's... The whole thing is I like see that. what they were going for, I suppose, because yeah. it wouldn't make sense for them to use the same words. Although, if they're kind of speaking in English... I mean, that, what, what, if they're kind of speaking generally in English, no, you they, can they, understand. They but. speak in the whole thing. They speak in some sort of gibberish. They all go like blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and then the, right. the narrator will translate oh, I see for the narrator. you. The, oh, the narrator I see. goes. He says that the chug chuggers used to use the the boily oil, and you think, right. oh, okay, okay, <laughs> I, okay, fine. Kind of see what they were going, but I see yeah, how it's really annoying. It yeah. just yeah, it does. It it wears really thin. But the yeah. core of the game is really good fun. Um, you you get to craft like your you customize your weapons. You can pick up scrap bits of metal and stuff and stick it onto like a pole, so you can make like a smashing hammery weapon, or you can get sharpened bits of metal and customize. You can really make these really creative 
um, sort of melee weapons and Ooh. ranged weapons. And you can add different parts to them, which will give them different abilities. Like you can, you know, add poison to it or add an electric sort of elemental aspect to it. Hmm. Uh, it's just, a, yeah, it's it's a really great, great little game. Um, I paid. I got it secondhand on eBay. I think I paid fifteen quid for it. Hmm. I might be a bit less, you know, forgiving to it if I'd paid sort of fifty quid. Yeah. Um, but if you can pick it up for like ten or fifteen quid, I'd go for it. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's just a, it's got its charm. Um, it wears its welcome a little bit thin with some of the aspects of it. But I mean, if you like, if you like hearing someone who sounds like Stephen Fry talk incessantly for the duration of the game, you'll love it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but. I didn't. <laughs> is it um, sort of open world or is it more? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's all open world. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm. I, I wasn't prepared to talk about it. So I'm not, I, that's, I, Sorry, I'm, no. You've done considering. You've done really well there. Yeah, I've got, it's I've a, got a competent no, review. I've got no notes about it or anything. But yeah, no, it, don't worry. It, it's kind of like an open world. I would say yeah, an action RPG ish. It's got RPG mm. elements to it. It's. Mm. But yeah, you're, you're oh, and you're a little you're a little raccoon creature as well. It's worth mentioning. I it's... I thought maybe they scrapped this. Could you not pick the char- the character that you wanted to be? Was you, there you... A, like a range of different animals you could be, or was the, that no? The, else? There's there's like your one sort of raccoon creature, but you can customize it. So you can give it like a fat head or a small head or big muscles, and yeah. so you've got so you've got quite extensive customization on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, you're always this little. I think it's a raccoon. Well, it's not like a raccoon. It's like a it's a, a sort small, of it's a small rodent. furry yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's all right though. Yeah. Good. All right. Does a good job. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, sounds all right. Cool. Well, thanks for that that review. That was, oh, that was really good. Yeah, very good. What have you been playing? Uh, not a lot really. Um, I've been getting a bit antsy about the forthcoming Wii U eShop closure. Um, mm. Uh, 3DS as well, worth noting, although yeah. I can't really use the 3DS with my eyes, so it's less of an issue for me. But the Wii U one, and the thing about it is, I think it's fully closing, is it next March or something like that? But yeah. And I don't think they've really been properly clear about this, but I, as far as I understand, at the end of this month, you will no longer be able to add any sort of payment onto your account. So you've already, they've already taken away the ability to use a credit card whenever you want. At the moment, you can only pay for stuff by putting on putting credit on your accounts so in ten pounds, twenty pounds, etc. I think at the end of the month they're stopping that. So unless you put credit on there now, after this month, if I'm right, you won't be able to buy anything. That's my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think they've been fully clear. You like you meant the the main date you get is like this date next year when it all ends, but. And although they, have, although they have mentioned this, it's like, if you don't put credit on, you're not going to be able to get anything. So I've, um, I have bought um, Fast Racing Neo, which is a oh, futuristic yeah. racer. It is on the Switch as well, but I happened to see it for like two ninety nine or something on there. I've been eyeing it up for a while, so I thought I'd get it. Uh, I've played a little bit, not loads, but just like the first Grand Prix of that, um, and I failed at it once and I had another go. Really good. Really, really good. I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to be playing a bit more of that. It's just sort of a, just a, a normal sort of fast, uh, futuristic racer. Mm. Um, but it's got this mechanic where there are speed boost pads that are either blue or orange, and you have to switch uh, with a button whether you're blue or orange in order to use them. Oh, cool. So yeah. they sort of alternate it, and you have to keep switching, which adds a, a nice dynamic to it. 
and there's a boost and things as well but it just feels great really good so i'd recommend that i think it's gone back to full price now um, but it is worth keeping an eye if you're you know if you're getting similarly antsy about the, the wii u and you want to don't want to miss out on games that are going to go there aren't loads of exclusives on there but there are a few and that's not one but you know it, there's a few around and i've been looking looking at them um i do have some still have some credit on there so i'm going to i think i'm going to get the expansion for that for fast racing neo because you can get extra tracks and things and maybe a couple of other things but yeah it's, it's worth keeping an eye on it on the store because they do have a lot of discounts and they change them like every few days so you know if you get say 10 pounds 20 pounds it's worth looking at the discounts then you can get as many as you can you know before yeah. it closes for, for a good price so um yeah that's that's the only thing really on my uh, that i haven't been, uh, been playing other than banjo really well you just reminded me when you said about mm. um getting it at a cheap price um if anyone's interested uh if you you mentioned before ukulele and the impossible layer yeah mm. uh you could get that for a quid can you uh if you yes. go to fanatical.com um, oh yeah, yep. it's like a Steam I, key seller. Yeah, I like Fanatical. I've bought from them a lot. Yeah, uh, they got a bundle, the Build Your Own Summer Bundle. Um, you could choose one game for a quid, five for two ninety nine, ten for four ninety nine, and mm. they got ukulele there, so you could pick that up for a pound. Yeah, that's the that's the platformer one, isn't it? Yeah. Impossible Layer. Yeah, it's a really really good game. I've yeah. talked about that before on the podcast. It's, yeah, um, it's very good. So for uh, a quid, you could you know you're daft if you don't really. Yeah, I've got that on PC as well. They uh, Epic Games were giving it away free at one point, very shortly after it was released. Weirdly, like only a few months, which is which is very uh, generous. But yeah, so yeah, it's a good chat. Yeah, yeah, it's always worth keeping an eye on those things because you can get ridiculously good games for ridiculously low amounts of money if, yeah, you, you, if can you keep your eyes out. Yeah. yeah, most of my Steam and, and Epic Games library is made up of either free or very cheap games. So is everyone's. I don't so think anyone ever yeah. pays full price for Steam stuff. <laughs> Rarely, yeah. <laughs> it's all from Humble, Humble Bundle and Humble the Steam Bundles. Summer Sale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. News. So, news, newsy time? Yeah, got any news? Uh, not really, I've got oh. a couple of... Uh, well, not, I've, all I've got is a, is a couple of updates on things that we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. So, Lollipop Chainsaw. Yes. It's got a few more details about that. And we I think we said we'd keep people updated, mm-hmm. so let's do that. So um some details from the guy in charge, Yoshimi Yasuda. So it's scheduled for twenty twenty three. Um it will be a remake rather than a port, but as close as possible to a remaster. So <laughs> whatever you want to glean from that. I think I think they're remaking it but they're keeping it very as, as true as they can to the original. Um, I hope that ju- I hope that isn't just code for we're whacking it into Unity. You yeah. know, we're, we're just copying the, the the assets into Unity and making the best of it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, um, the soundtrack will feature a lot of new music because obviously there was a lot of licensed uh, yeah. stuff in the in the last one. Um, as long so, as they keep Mickey and oh yeah, they've got to keep Mickey. Yeah, and Absolutely. she spin me round. Then yeah. the rest well, of I it. Don't... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Anyway, uh, so initially he said that the graphics will have a more realistic style, and people started questioning him about that because it's quite a stylistic game. It's got yeah. that comic book style, isn't it? And people thought, oh, they're getting rid of that. But I think he meant what he meant was they're going to use modern graphics to make it look, bring it up to date, but still using that same style. So that's fair enough. Uh, the story will remain the same, but on the topic of censorship 
which um, a lot of people have been asking him. He says that he can't go into a lot of detail, just that he will be negotiating with platform holders to make sure that they can keep it as true to the original as possible. Right, so, so I'm guess don't get well, on PlayStation. Then. Yeah, I was, that's what I was reading. <laughs> Apparently, PlayStation is a bit hot on censoring. Yeah. You know the ladies. Yeah. So <laughs> if it turns out that the PlayStation is, is a different version, then that's that's going to be a bit rubbish, isn't it? Yeah, I think the, yeah, that's going to be one for for anything but PlayStation. It's odd when Nintendo are less censorious than, <laughs> than PlayStation. Yeah, that is it? a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, what's happened? I really don't know. Because do you yeah. remember, like, years ago, I mean, the game, I th- we might have talked about this before, but the game was rubbish anyway, and there was yeah. B- BMX XXX. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, Sony were the only platform to censor it. The Nintendo one, Xbox, <laughs> fine, you know, all, all... That's weird, isn't it? All boobs and everything. Not yeah. a problem. PlayStation, no, not having that. <laughs> it's weird. It's odd. That is odd, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, it's the topsy-turvy world we live in now. I mean, the difference here is that Lollipop Chainsaw is a game actually worth playing. So, yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, obviously... it, it's got boobs and things, but it it's tongue-in-cheek with it. Yeah. If you haven't listened to our episode on it, on the original, which was last year, I think, uh, please do, because it's a really good game, and I think we covered it really well. Yeah, I so, mean, the, the, if we do say so ourselves. If we do say so ourselves, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think the dream outcome would be that it sells by the bucket load and we get a sequel. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be really good. Mm. Just, to, just just to shed more light on it so people can see it as well would be good as yeah. well because yeah. uh, you know it was it was it was a little bit panned well not panned but a, a lot of, we received more critical uh, reception than 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 certainly we gave gave it and oh definitely it deserved yeah. really at the time didn't it yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think, think a lot of people didn't get it. Yeah, a lot of people didn't get it, and a lot of people turned their nose up at it, think, you know, yeah. think it was quite puerile and things, yeah. and, you know, missed, it, missed it, the point, I think. Yeah, it was kind of puerile, yeah, but it, it had a... <laughs> <laughs> the more you played of it, the more you, you get why. You know, yeah. It's, good, it's a good game. Yeah, so, uh, and the other thing is Sonic Origins got its patch that we were hoping for. Well, mostly. Um, the Tails bug was fixed, first and foremost. Yes. So that, was, that was the first one on the list, I think. <laughs> And yeah, they they updated the names as well, didn't the, they? The names on the music, yeah, that was a must. Yeah. And and they had a whole list of loads of other things. It just shows you how how buggy it was when you got into it, really, because there was a really really long list of of yeah. things. I'd... And I think there's still some out there. And I know they haven't improved the music quality on Sonic Three. I don't think. No, I got to be honest. I that is one thing I I have been playing actually. Um, mm. I went back played um, a bit of Sonic 3 Air which is obviously yeah. really good um, but yeah. I tried um, Sonic 1 Forever and Sonic 2 Absolute oh yes yes I've seen it I keep meaning to try them I haven't got around they're to pretty it. good yeah yeah they're pretty good it, it was certainly better than um, Sonic Origins it's got to be said yeah, yeah. Um, so these in case people don't know these are um, the, the was it the decompiled code yeah. from the Christian Whitehead iOS, um, uh, mobile releases uh, working on uh, PC and all sorts of other platforms, and people have been modifying those and creating more of the Sonic 3 Air experience with those. Yeah, which is exactly. Basically yeah, so sim- get... similar to what you get in Origins, but you know, yeah. fan made and a bit more. Yeah, you it. get all the sort of customization options that you get in Air. Um, so you, you, you like from cosmetic things like adding the, you can add the UFOs back into Marble Zone if you want to. Oh right, yeah. Um, you know, you can adjust, the, you can turn on and off the various glitches, like the spike 
the spike glitch where you, yeah. you know, you're in the invincibility frames after you land on the spike. And it's just all, all things like that so you can just tweak your experience a bit. And it runs it runs really well. I, I've noticed a couple of minor audio glitches, um, but I can I can only assume they'll be fixed as time goes on. And yeah. I'm a lot more forgiving with that because it's free. So <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean Sonic Origins is quite a quite pricey really for what it, it was for what it was yeah yeah i have been working my way through the missions i haven't completed some of the hardest ones yet because i was getting a bit frustrated with them and i've got no patience for that sort of thing but um it, it, i quite liked it. there was some quite um originality in there like when you have yeah. to like fight fast versions of the bosses and things like that so i was quite impressed by what they managed to do there yeah the um, missions are pretty good I, I i wish there was a few more of them maybe yeah and a lot of really easy simple pointless yeah. ones in the beginning yeah. so you know yeah a few more of them maybe siphon off, off a few of those uh, would be would be good but yeah i'm yeah. glad they made the effort to do that anyway yeah something to put in when they release it on physical you could do like a deluxe edition mm, i hope so yeah i hope so I hope they do that they better do it they better do it yeah i, I, I talked about two point campus yeah right? i'm not, this isn't casting any aspersions on two point campus but they gave that a physical release yeah, I, that's not you know that's not a flagship title for Sega. If mm. they can give Two Point Campus a physical release, they can give Sonic Origins a physical release. It seems, release. seems weird why they didn't bother doing that. I don't really get why. There's no it's particular reasons. Odd. Yeah, yeah. So let's, uh, unless you've got anything else to talk about, should we um should we crack on with the old Banjo Kazooie? Let's 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 crack on. Mm, let's do it. No, I said it now. Ah, I've done it now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie is our game of the month in the book club. So, developed by Rare and published by Nintendo, uh, released initially for the Nintendo 64 in June 1998 in the US and the following month in Europe. Uh, in November 2008, it was ported to Xbox Live Arcade on the Xbox 360, and this version was also made available on the Rare Replay Collection for Xbox One in 2015. And this year, the N64 version was added to the Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack service, so you got a few options there. Um, if you want to go for the original N64 version, prices still aren't too bad actually uh, for an original. So the, the loose cart will take you about £15 and various uh, quality box versions will take you sort of 20 to £25 at the minimum. Yeah. A lot. I did have a look on eBay. There's some people really trying to get away with like £100. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, isn't it? When oh. you, look, you can't really get, gauge a good... I, I always look on eBay for these things, but you can't really gauge a good price for a lot of things because there's some real chances on there it's ridiculous so i mean yeah. 
well, I can't wait for the bubble to burst on the retro oh, game scene. It's I got really, to. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean, given given all the price increases coming up lately, people aren't a lot of people aren't going to be able to afford to splash out on these things anymore. So, I'm hoping that the the positive effect of that will the prices will gradually start to come down. Maybe I don't know. I would you hope. Never know. Yeah, you think that might have an impact and. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's an annoying topic on it in of, in of itself. Mm. Anyway, many people think of this game as the originator of the collectathon subgenre of 3D platformers. Uh, it follows the adventures of a bear named Banjo and a bird named Kazooie who lives in his backpack. They must traverse nine open worlds within the lair of Gruntilda the Witch, who has kidnapped Banjo's little sister in order to steal her beauty. Uh, Banjo's origins are tied to Project Dream, a SNES 2D platformer in development at Rare, similar to the Donkey Kong Country games, and initially about a boy and a group of pirates who eventually turned into Banjo. Um, when the project... I didn't say that right. I can say what, they all turned into Banjo? <laughs> no, no, no. I just, what I meant was, and initially about a boy and a group of pirates, uh, but these were dropped and the character eventually turned into Banjo. Ah. When the uh, the project was moved to the N64, Super Mario 64 inspired them to scrap the concept and move Banjo into a similar 3D space. Kazooie was added into Banjo's backpack when they wanted to give the character a double jump and the ability to use faster legs. Originally, those things were just going to fly out of his backpack, but they decided it made more sense to just stick him on a bird that lived in his backpack. Yeah. And so the, the legend was born. So, <clears throat> yeah, this is my pick. One of my absolute classic childhood games. This is um, I got it in August 1998. Uh, I bought it off my friend. He charged me full retail price for it though. No. Which, uh, I, I don't know why I bought. I don't know why I didn't just go to the game <laughs> yeah. shop and just get my own copy. That seems uh, that seems crazy to me. Although it did, he did keep his save on there, which for some reason I thought was worth the price just to, to the wander around his com- wander around his completed save of the game. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, presumably that helped me I uh, can't remember um, so it's, but it's always been one of those games that I only feel comfortable playing in a particular season for some reason so this will always only ever be a summer game for me I couldn't oh. imagine playing it in winter do you, have, do you have games like that? I couldn't possibly dream of playing this in winter or any other month I season. can't say that I do but I, I get it yeah it just it brings back the memories it, it brings mm. back the time because you know you, it, it was obviously a particular temperature much like it is now and you know it's it, it just feels right, you know, the, the yeah. quality of light coming in through the window, things like that, it just brings back the nostalgic buzz of it. I did the same when it came out on the 360, played it in a similar sort of time, and I've been meaning to play it for a third time for like years now, I just, every every year it comes around, so maybe this year, but it doesn't, I just sort of slips further and further back, so I thought I'll, we'll do it this year. And for me, it was the, probably the first time I truly felt like I had a huge open world to explore in a, like a non-linear way. Because yeah. until then, all my games have been like platformers, races, arcade ports, very smaller, limited, more limited games. So I just remember seeing previews of it in magazines, obviously knew of Banjo because he was in Diddy Kong Racing as well, which I loved. So this seemed like the next logical thing for me to buy. Um, and I was absolutely enthralled by it, to be honest. Um, loved the characters, the worlds, the challenges, the music, everything. It just it just spoke to me really well. Um, what was your overall all experience like with it? I liked it, and I didn't like it. Oh, okay. Do it's tell. a bit of both. Um mm-hmm. I really, I like the characters. I love the music. Yeah, the music's fantastic. We'll go into that later, but it's one of my favourite soundtracks. Yeah. I like, I love the sense of humour. Yeah. I don't think I really like the collectathon style of it. Oh really? I think okay. That's, I think that's what. 
because I got off to a rough start with it on the first um, Spiral Mountain. Oh, right. I got every... Is it the Jiggies that we collect? I've, I've got not got it written down. It's Jiggy... Yeah, Jiggies are the main collectible. We'll go into the collectibles. There's quite a few different ones, but Jiggies are the main collectible in the game that you sort of remember most, yeah. I got them all except one, and I couldn't find it. Oh, in, sorry. In Spiral Mountain, you get honeycomb pieces, H- honeycomb which pieces. are your health... Um, that you add another basically your health yeah. is hu- little blocks of honeycomb and by collecting sort of empty honeycomb pieces you get a new permanent health block yeah. on your, on your that, health that'll yeah. be it then I got yeah. every collectible except there was one of these honeycomb pieces and I couldn't find it and I got so narky oh really I got really <laughs> narky and oh, no. that that sort of set the tone for me it's like ah. I, I like I don't it. think you even need to get them all in that I know you don't point. I know I know you don't need to <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> I got enough to proceed. I got enough to go into the next painting, and it's fine. But yeah. no, I, I and that that is a repeated thing that that bugged me throughout the game. I okay. So I want one, to get them one, all, and I okay. if I don't, it, oh, it irks me. So that's a flaw in the collectathon formula for you. Yes. How did you get on out of interest with Mario Odyssey? Because I f- did you find that with that game? Because I find that it's the modern really good example of a collectathon although it never gets called as such but it basically is the same thing as this game what I did you find that as well with that no i didn't as much but i think the thing with mario odyssey is there seems to be an indeterminate amount of what the collectible moon, moon, the moons moons yeah moons so even when you've got enough to fill like the balloon and you, whatever it's been so long since i played it but you, you yeah. get the, the little balloon and you get the tally on it even when you've got enough to complete the game and do that there seems to be just like an infinite amount of these things to collect that you can just go about and, and yeah. do afterwards. So I think because there wasn't a defined, you know, there are a hundred different moon missions to do and you have to get them all. Because this, you don't know how many there are, it didn't really bother me as much. As long as yeah. I have to complete the game, that yeah. satisfied my... Okay, interesting. Whatever it is in me that, you know... It ticked that box. But... Right, that's interesting because previously you've said you're not a um, completionist. No, I'm not. So I, I just, I'm, I'm curious to see why this... this Is it because it, it's quite achievable? Because there are 10 jiggies, and we will get to them in a minute, but jiggies in each world. And that's a fairly low number, really, of things to get. So that I'm guessing it must be that it seemed achievable. And I think, yeah, for I whatever think, reason, you couldn't achieve it. I think that's probably part of it. And maybe, because yeah. when I say I'm not a completionist, like if I play, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto 3, say, I never bothered getting all the, the hundred hidden packages and all that kind mm. of stuff. And I don't go to, you know, I don't go for unlocking, you know, every bit of like e- extra stuff. Yeah. 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 As long as if I play the game start to finish and I enjoyed it. You know, usually that's enough for me, and I'll put it back. Is and I never go for like all all the achievements and that kind of stuff. But I think the difference maybe is because the point of the game is to collect them all. Yeah. yeah. You know, if it was like, you know, you could you had to. It was just a platform game, point A to point B, and you could collect these things if you wanted to. Then it probably wouldn't bother me. But because mm. the point of it is to collect everything, mm. I think that's what. I don't know. It is hard thinking about it. Yeah, that that does make sense though. I mm. I, I get you. Like, is is so if you haven't got them all, then it's like you haven't f- 
properly I've not done that completed stage. the level. Yeah. You haven't done that stage. It I haven't be like, done that stage. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's it's like he's, he's just had a bit of sympathy on me. It's like, oh, let him go. He's struggled long enough. <laughs> let him through. But he hasn't yeah. earned it. Don't care. Look at him struggling. Let him through. Yeah, it's I true. Like, no, I don't want your sympathy. I'll find the <laughs> bloody thing. I'll find it. It's fine. And then three hours later, it's like, all right, I'll go through. I'll come back for it later. And then I'll never go back for it. Yeah. I did find that even because I was playing through. And obviously, I I, I mean, there was a lot that I'd forgotten about it because it had been a long time since I've played it last. And there were loads that I'd forgotten. But there are a lot that I've, I didn't only have to look at it and I think, oh, yeah, that's how that works. And I, there's a jiggy in there. So I, I did have a, there were a few, like I did most of the worlds. I didn't quite do all of them and I want to finish it, but, uh, and I did most of the jiggies in them, but there were a few that I never quite got all of, um, particularly Treasure Trove Cove. I couldn't figure out, there's two missing there. I couldn't figure out how to, how to get them, but I just kind of moved on and, and aimed to get back to it later because mm. you kind of get, it's quite loose. Like, so basically, well, I don't, I don't want to jump ahead too far ahead, but you enter Gruntilda's lair, which is this massive sort of network of tunnels, and inside there are uh, ac- uh, entrances to various worlds. And in order to access the worlds, you need to complete um, a jigsaw puzzle that's somewhere nearby in that in that hub world. And you put jiggies in the puzzles, and you earn jiggies in the levels so you, it kind of gives you one for free to start the first world you get a few jiggies in there and then you can go to the find the puzzle for the next world and it won't be many jiggies it won't be as many as there are in world one so you can kind of get a few and then you can progress to the next world and there's always quite a low a relatively low barrier for entry for each world yeah. so you don't you really don't have to collect them all in order to progress through the game no it's so like it's it, like the stars in super mario 64 and they really yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes, but very similar actually. Yeah, I mean, obviously they based a lot. Of, they saw Mario sixty four and they based a lot of this on on it and tried to expand on it. And so yeah, so it does leave you the option of of leaving things for a bit and then coming back to them, which I did a fair bit because I just wanted to carry on with the game, keen to get to the particular worlds that I particularly liked. So yeah, I suppose it just comes down to how you deal with that sort of thing. If you if you really want to finish things before you completely before you move on, then it, I suppose it might. Erky, because the, I would say I, I've always thought the world size kind of is right for the amount of jiggies are, that are in it. It's yeah. they're not too big. If you compare, I always compare it uh, to Ukulele, which is the spiritual successor to this game, released much more recently. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, the first one in that there's two games, but the first one like that is is like a modern version of Banjo. But those worlds were too big for the amount of collectibles that were in there. Like the the worlds were much bigger, and there was only like twenty five of uh, what was it? Pages, I think they were pages. Pages, yeah. And I f- had real trouble finding them in there because it was just too colossally big. Um, and I think, although I haven't really played it properly, I think this, the direct sequel to this, Banjo Tooie, has a similar problem. Like slightly too big worlds for the amount of collectibles that are in there. But I think this one gets it right, um, and I think Mario Odyssey gets it right as well because they. They're big, but there's loads of them, and they're, they're around every corner. So I think there is an aspect of that. Yeah. I was I'd forgotten how important the notes are as well, because I just remember them as being a collectible. But there are note doors throughout the the hub world as well, where yeah. you have, and the notes are there's a hundred of them in each world, so they're much more liberally spread out. You know, they're a bit like rings and coins. You just see them everywhere, and you can pick them up. Um, and but much of the progress uh, it depends on you getting like 120 notes to unlock a door and then you carry on through the the hub world um and i really like the hub world as well i thought that was quite 
a fun thing to explore. There's a, a little irksome thing. I don't want to. I don't want to sound too critical, but I just no, no. want to find. I, I want to see if you find this as well. Okay. Maybe going back to it because you obviously already know how to play it. Yeah. But as part of the for the first few stages, you don't have access to all your abilities and stuff yet. You have to speak to the little mole guy. Bottles, yeah. Bottles. He gradually gives you more during the course of the game, yeah. Yeah. I got into... I can't remember exactly what the situation was here, but it was Treasure Trove Cove, and I I knew what I had to do to get what I needed, and I went there, and he wouldn't let me do it. Ah. He came up and said... Um, he popped out of the hole and said, you have to find me somewhere else on the map before you can do this. It's like, well, I know how to do it. How did you know how to do it already, though? Did you unlock it already? I don't know. Was, it, don't the fl- know. was it the flying ability? It might have been. I think that's the one you get on Treasure Trove Cove. But I got I, I got to where I was supposed to go, and it, it's like, oh, well, yeah, you're here, but you've, you've not got here the right way, so... Oh, I go don't, away I, and come back later, kind of thing. I don't think I caught that. Yeah, um, I was like, well, that's hmm. really annoying. I'm here. Give me, give me what I came for. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not sure what that is. Oh, okay, interesting. You're making me doubt myself now, but he definitely said he must have pumped out a hole because he can't, he can't speak to you. That's the only. Yeah, you find him little molehills, and normally you go up to him, and that's where he teaches you a move. Um, and we'll get to the moves in a minute, but there's quite a lot of them. Yeah, and uh, they're all quite. Uh, you have to kind of memorize them all because there's no like in-game cheat sheet to remind you of them all. They're all various button combinations and things. I'm gonna um, go. I'm gonna go back and and um, do this again and find okay. out exactly which bit it was. I'm just gonna retrace my steps and find out because yeah, I was like, well, th- well this isn't this isn't very nice to yeah. be honest. Okay. You know, I liked you, and now <laughs> you know. How how did you find? Managing all the the moves and the, could you could you could you remember them all? Could you would you no. find places where what move do I use for this and you couldn't figure out what it was? Yeah, I got I got to admit I did resort to a few walkthroughs at times and yeah. then a cheat sheet because mm. I don't know my memory's not what it used to be. I suppose when I was a kid I'd have taken it all in my stride and not mm. not done it. But yeah, there, there are it does yeah it, it, there's a I lot to remember. It's one of the, it's also one of those things where when playing it in a modern way you don't normally have access to the instruction manual which might have i can't i'm not sure if it does but it might have explained all the moves in that and normally back in the day you would have just glanced at that to say oh maybe it's this move and then do it so it might be one of those those things um but there's a whole variety of things that use both banjo and kazooie you can uh, you can switch to kazooie so she can run faster and she carries banjo on her back Double jumps, various attacks, spitting out eggs from two different orifices. It looked like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, like the high flip and the flying one as well. So you get these pads, and you go on the pad, and you use red feathers, which is another collectible to um, fly. So there's a whole range of different things you can do. A lot of different challenges require you to to master them. And it, it was something that I was. It was almost kind of muscle memory to me. I kind of. Even if I couldn't, just a, just a couple of tries of the buttons reminded me. Oh, this is how you do that. So it, it's it's one of those things. I know the game so well, yeah. but I I always imagine for a newbie that it, it is quite a lot to take on board, isn't it? I think. 
I wonder if it would be any easier on the actual N64 pad. I wonder if it's one of these things where it's designed with the, the ergonomics of that pad in mind. Or kind whether... of, yeah, but I think it can apply to a 360 controller just as easily. To be honest, um, I didn't. I was I because I was playing the 360 version. I think you yeah, were as well, weren't you? Yeah. Um, although I was emulating it on Xenia, which ran perfectly well, by the way, as I would recommend oh, cool. it. Um, yeah, if you want to play it on PC, it's the only way to do it, I think. Uh, but I didn't have any issues using the the 360 pad to um, to to get around. Really, I found swimming can be a bit difficult, especially when yeah. you've got it set in a particular camera angle and it doesn't follow you around. There are noise, uh, particularly in Clanker's cavern. You've got to go down, and Clanker is a mass massive metallic fish shark thing, and he's attached by a chain to this the, to the bottom of the the seabed, and you've got to swim all the way down. Um, but it can be quite difficult to manoeuvre around there to get like the, the bubbles and to act, do whatever it is you had to activate at, at, at that time. And there's a few instances like that where it was a bit frustrating, I must admit. Yeah, I did find the, the swimming mechanics a little bit difficult in general, but I kind of just put that down to the era that it was in. Like, it's, it's, a, a lot it's of games at that time, swimming wasn't really... Yeah. Good. I mean, if you look at Mario 64, it's got fairly similar issues to, yeah. to this game. It's just it's just growing pains of three 3D platformers, really. You can't yeah. blame it too much. It's just part of the era that it was in. But I, I feel like we've been a little bit down on this game so far. I know, I let's let's turn to some positives, shall we? Yeah, I, I don't like that. I, I just let me state that I enjoyed it more than I didn't enjoy it. Good. It, That's I just, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mixed feelings, but you know, on the whole, I I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I've got, I've got more I've more positive feelings about it than not. Okay, so it's another one of those games where it's bags of charm. Yes. So really likable characters. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't have voices. They have little uh, like two or three like clips of speech for yeah. like. So when Banjo speaks, you'll see what he's saying along the along the screen, but you'll hear <laughs> and then Kazooie comes in. <laughs> And some of them are quite annoying. Did you meet Mr. Vile in um, yes. in Double Goop Swamp? <laughs> he gets a little bit annoying. But... The thing is, when I played... Um, I didn't play much of it, I admit, but when I played uh, ukulele, yeah. it's got the same kind of voicing. I find it yeah. really grating in ukulele. <laughs> it I was find a bit... it really charming in this. It's funny, isn't it? It's the same thing. Um, they based it on that, obviously. But yeah, I, I know what you mean, yes. I think you expect you have different expectations for a more modern game, don't you? I Maybe, think. yeah. Like this was down to like you know limitations of the N sixty four, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's <laughs> there's just a charming element to it. Yeah, it's here. just really. Yeah. Uh, some great characters. The whole every world has got like characters in them that you meet, and they doing things with them will earn you various jiggies and things. Uh, any any sort of favourites that you you met along the way? Um. I know, really. I know. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to remember, but it's just—it's one of those things. There's so much in the game. There's a lot of content in the game, really, and it's just kind of remembering it all in order to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name, but the the big um, the big crab thing on the cove. Oh yeah, a nipper or something. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. I liked him. And yeah, the he's the monkey on the first one. The um, yeah. mumbo, is it? Uh, well, Mumbo is uh, the Mumbo's mountain. The, um, he throws the coconuts at you. Oh no, M Mumbo is a separate character that appears in 
we'll talk about him in a minute. He's, yeah. he's the one with the hut. So yes, the, the big the hut, yeah. there's a big gorilla who throws oranges at you, and a little tiny cute little chimp as well. Conga. I just looked. Conga. Yeah, Conga. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's in the first world there's the termites as well, and you have to. Okay, so oh, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, in some of the worlds there's a character called Mumbo Jumbo, and he lives in Mumbo Jumbo's hut. And if you collect enough Mumbo tokens, you can he can transform you into a, a particular animal that will then be able to do particular uh, tasks in the in the level and get jiggies you wouldn't be, wouldn't be able to get being Banjo. I didn't know anything about that when I played the game. That was really oh right, it's a that new was a, thing. A really sort of pleasant surprise that. Yeah, it was great because in the first one you can transform into a termite, and then you can go in the termite mound and get to the top of it and get a jiggy and all the termites are there and they're like, I can't remember what they say but they, I think they say quite funny things yeah they say quite I can't remember what it was but I remember yeah. I should have written more of these down it's really I know, annoying I know. but I also like uh, Gruntilda because uh, she talks throughout the whole game it's her lair she's the bad guy she's stolen your sister and she will comment on some of the things you do sometimes like in Mad Monster Match, did you get that far? No. Uh, oh, hang on. What? Which one? So it's the haunted house one. No, I got up to the icy one. Free, freeze easy, freezy, freezy peak. Free, yeah, freeze easy peak. Freeze easy peak. Uh, yeah, I love that world, but we'll get back to that in a minute. Yeah. So later on, you get into a haunted house one called Mad Monster Mansion, um, and there's a toilet in there, a talking toilet, and you have to turn into a pumpkin via uh, mumbo jumbo. And you have to go go in the toilet to go down the drains to get the jiggy. And when you come back out, Gruntilda comes in at the top and says, I can't believe you went in there. <laughs> <laughs> and she talks in rhyming couplets. Everything yeah. she says is rhymes. And it, Things like that add to the whole theme of the game because it's got a real sort of um, nursery rhyme kind of feel to it, like story, like... Uh, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, fairy tale story kind of feel, like you're a bear, she's a witch... Um, and there's just it's things like that. There's just sort of a, it's quite a cohesive kind of theme to it. I, I found like mm. that. Um, it's very sort of kid friendly. But like everything's got eyes, even like inanimate objects and things. Um, and some of them, some of the characters are quite rude to you. <laughs> and Kazooie herself is quite rude to. She, she's got like a thing against bottles. So every time you have a, a meeting with bottles and he gives you a move, she's all. RC to him basically <laughs> <laughs> and it's just it's really great humour that's what Rare are, are really good at they've got a particular style to all their games and it really shines through here like this sort of British kind of uh, self-deprecating kind of humour that, that kind of comes through and these sort of funny voices and uh, things like that like there's <laughs> the, in when you go to Bubble Goop Swamp and you have to hit the tur- the big turtle's feet to get inside him yes. every time you hit the feet he goes <laughs> <laughs> just the greatest sound effect ever <laughs> and then you go inside and there's a bunch of turtles li- living in there and then the uh, tipped up who goes from Diddy Kong Racing actually I think he, it's a version of him and he's got the tipped up choir Yeah. and he'll do a little song and he'll do like and like there's like seven or eight different turtles and they'll, they'll do a, a particular rhythm and then you have to bash the backs of the turtles to mimic the rhythm to get a jiggy. They're cute little things as well, aren't they? They're lovely, yeah, yeah. Just full of great little characters like that. And they all, well, they're all involved in a jiggy. So you talk to them and say, I've got an issue, can you do this? Or it could be 
a character that's hiding the jiggy from you and you've got to beat him or something like that. Like In FreeCC Peak, you have to race Boggy, don't you? There's a little yes. race around the track and he's got like children in an igloo and you have to find through their presence that are hidden in the level. Some really like creative stuff like you always felt like you're getting something new a lot of the challenges didn't feel like rehashes of old ones they just felt like oh this is what new things can we put in this in this level that we haven't seen before you know it constantly gives you like new twists and turns and and great things to do that you haven't done yet so i really like that yeah um oh and i loved the little crocodile that you turn into in um bubblegoose swamp he's so cute he, and the walrus in, and, in Freezy's. Oh yeah, the walrus as well. I forgot about him. Little yeah. walrus with little teeth. And he, they and he retains Banjo's shorts and backpack. Yeah. And they look really. They look so cute. <laughs> just a little walrus with these little shorts. <laughs> just fantastic. I love it. Are there more animals? Because like I say, Freezy's was as far as I got. Are there, are mm. there more animals you turn into after that? Or so you turn into a pumpkin in the Ma- oh, pumpkin, Mad Monster yeah. Mansion in the last level, which I didn't really get to play much in, in um, on this go, but it's my favourite one. It's uh, Click Clock Wood. You can transform into a little bee and you can fly oh, around. Cool. But the the great thing about that uh, level is it's set into four different seasons. Um, and then you start off in spring and then you unlock summer it's uh, different season versions of the same area and a change that certain changes that you make in spring will affect like summer and then autumn you go back into summer such a good idea i love it when games use seasons because i think it's like a really nice thing to do like you know you can like how they affect different areas like there'll be like piles of leaves that that you can walk on that you can then get to areas that you couldn't get to in summer in the summer the, the lake is dry so you can go down to the bottom and go into places where you couldn't go by swimming oh, things like good. that yeah. great level uh, I, as i said i didn't get much of a chance to play it this time but i'm going to get straight back on it next week did you did you know what the brintilda was about her the grunty's sister the 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 good witch that you, witch you see sometimes up. in the yeah in so she gives you facts about Gruntilda yes. <laughs> that, like, you know, it's disgusting. Like, her favorite breakfast is spider pancakes and things like that. Like, uh, and that's not a great one, but there's some really funny, some quite funny, like, facts in there. And I think they, they mix them up each time you play. So I think I'm right. You can't really look at basic. Well, I'm jumping ahead. Basically, the reason she tells you this is near the end of the game before the final boss Gruntilda challenges you to a quiz oh. it's like a game show and and each panel you have to answer different questions and some of the questions are about the levels that you've been in mm. so which is quite good because even though you can get there without getting all the jiggies it's worth having a good look around each level because you'll need to know certain facts about the levels that you play in like oh. she'll show you a zoomed in picture of one of the levels and say which level is this and it's a multiple choice of three um, and there are also Gruntilda squares, and you land on those, and you have to answer a question about Gruntilda that you will only know if you talk to Gruntilda, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to like note them down, <laughs> which is a great idea. I love it. That is a really good idea. I, I love it. It's so cool. Um, like a game that challenges you about what you know about the game at the end of the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, um, I got to, that's as far as I got. I didn't get to the final boss because I had to get a few more notes, and I ran out of time. And I needed to go back and play that last level as well. Yeah, it's just... Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to gush about it because I love it. It's, um, yeah, it is, it's, 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 brilliant. it's a great game. Yeah. Um, just have to see if there's anything... I've always mentioned the music, music because yeah. the music is phenomenal. It's by Grant Kirkhope. 
he's got a certain style to it it's it goes along with that nursery rhyme kind of style because as first as soon as you step into gruntilda's lair you kind of got a version of if you go down to the woods today yes but it, it turns into its own thing and it's such and it and the music changes depending on which area of the lair you go into like it it fades seamlessly into a seaside version of that theme when you get to the treasure trove cove yeah. things like that and then just such catchy tunes for each of the worlds it's really good. It's probably it's some, probably the best music I've heard on the N64. Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely a standout soundtrack. One of my favourites, definitely. Mm. Even, uh, again, in that Click Clock Woods, if I remember rightly, there's a little character called Na- Naughty. He's a beaver, uh, spelled G-N-A-W-T-Y. Um, and you go into his little hut in there, or he's, he lives in a tree, and he's got a completely different theme to the general theme of the, the level. Usually they do variations of the theme of the same theme in each level but he's got his own catchiest little tune <laughs> ever and it's just for this one little room <laughs> you go in <laughs> and it's just like the amount of effort that's gone in is uh it's a phenomenal soundtrack really yeah, really good it really is yeah. it adds so much even piles on even more charm to the game as if it needed it. um yeah anything else you want to say about it no i don't think so um I yeah like well like I said at the, the start of this segment um, I liked it and I didn't like it um, mm. I think the bits I didn't like were more to do with me and how that gameplay style sort of gelled with me rather than the game itself I think yeah there are people that just won't like a collectathon yeah for various reasons um, and it, have you ever played have you played many others out of interest I don't think I have really I played plenty of like. Plenty of sort of 3D platformers, but in terms yeah, of but this is a particular collectathons. I yeah, don't have. yeah. Um, what about Jack and Daxter? I, I only the first. That's one. Uh, yeah. That, I, that's I, a, I, that's actually, more of a, that's sort of a collectathon, isn't I it? I did. I we talked about that on the show. Actually, we have, yes, that's it. why. Yeah, we have talked about it. Yeah. I did actually collect everything on that one. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So that was more achievable, I guess. That was more. Yeah, I think that was more achievable, and there wasn't. Okay. There wasn't like tons of different collectibles there. It was mainly the, the precursor orbs and the the power cells and that that I don't think uh, as memory serves there wasn't really much else, was there? It was little mm, Yes, I've played it a bit. I played about half of it I think. Um... Yeah. There's little fly spy fly things that you were in the levels as well, but I think there's only like five of those. It wasn't it it wasn't like I think the focus was more on the platforming than the collecting, I think. Yes, it was a bit more platform heavy. You you generally got them through platforming tasks and things, didn't you? Yeah. If I remember rightly. Speaking of that, I don't want to yeah. do a, a brief diversion. Uh, mm. There's a decompilation project for that. I saw that. Yeah. Open mm. goal. It's really good. Mm, fantastic. Really it's, ama- good. it's amazing what people can do these days, isn't it? I'm constantly yeah. astounded by the different projects that you see. There's um, that speaking on the N64. There's um, the guy who did um, the porting of the uh, Sonic Unleashed levels into Sonic Generations. He is working on a plugin for N64 emulators that makes every game, well as many games as possible, like widescreen, uh, full res, this these nice lighting like ray casting lighting effects. Yeah. 60 frames per second and he's it's still very much a work in progress but the stuff he's put out is phenomenal looks amazing. Yeah. It's yeah such a huge that, leap yeah. from the original what the original machine could do. It just looks incredible. Do you see someone's ported Portal, uh, uh, like a, a tech demo of Portal to the N64? <laughs> no, I didn't see that, no. It's amazing. Wow. Incredible. Amazing. People Por- are Portal on the N64, that's not. Intelligent, developing yeah. I don't know how they machines. do it. 
Yeah, it makes it gives you hope that we can kind of eventually get kind of anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. whatever whatever a company won't give us, we can kind of get somehow. It's like some clever, some clever person will say, "I'm going to make that," and then just do it somehow. I think <laughs> we're really spoiled. Like, we are so spoiled this these days. Yeah, with stuff. I saw. Um, on Twitter, someone was posting uh, running, you know, the the Steam Deck, the yeah. handheld Steam thing. Mm. Um, the full console version of Metal Gear Solid Five, and it looked just as good as it did on the PlayStation Four. And I'm playing it on a handheld. That's mind blowing. Yeah, that's yeah. mental. Yeah, crazy. That's quite powerful. That Steam Deck, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it looks crazy. Mm. Anyway, brief tangent, but yes. worth worth doing, I think. So yeah, um, I mean, where did Banjo, Banjo go after this? I haven't... This is the only game in the series that I've played a lot of. Uh, Banjo-Tooie, I've played, like, the demo, or most, not even all of the demo, the most of the demo on the Xbox Live Arcade. And I've looked into it a little bit as well. For some reason, it just doesn't gel with me. I, I keep meaning to play it. I will play it at some point. It might but, be worth... If you haven't played it either, then, mm. it might be worth us both revisiting it for the show. Yes, I and was then thinking, we can yeah. both, you know, if we both go into it unaware of what it's. Yeah, yeah. The general consensus is it's not as good, but some people it's got its fans and it's not a bad game. I, know, I think but people there's... say that about Ghostbusters too, and I think that's a pretty good film. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. quite fun. Yeah, the end is a bit stupid, but yeah, well, it's, okay. it's a good film. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I've been meaning to get, get around to it. It's uh, it, it's it's worth playing, I think, from what I've heard. Banjo Kazooie. Uh, Grunty's Revenge and Banjo Pilot were the little, uh, relatively little Game Boy Advance sort of spin-offs. Um, the, the the Grunty's Revenge is kind of a top-down sort of version of the of of this game, and then Banjo Pilot is like a racing game. Um, I haven't really played either of those, uh, so I don't, I can't comment on them. Um, Banjo Kazooie Nuts and Bolts is famous <laughs> fa- on the 360. is famous for ditching pretty much the whole game concept and yes. um, making it a kind of um, quite an interesting thing where you have to, in order to complete the challenges and get the jiggies, you have to construct vehicles to do particular tasks. Uh, I did play it for a bit, and I didn't get very far with it. I think mainly I was I wanted to play other stuff, and I just didn't get back to it. I mean, it, what it does, it, it's quite interesting. I, but I never I, played it. But no. I think what what put people off it was in all the teasing in the run up to it. They were making it sound like it was going to be sort of Banjo Kazooie three. Yeah. And then they it just wasn't. did a complete <laughs> swerve on it at the last minute. And I just, it's just not what people wanted. I don't think it's a weird decision, isn't it? I yeah. mean, I get at the time. I think it was because collectathons weren't that big, and they wanted it to make. It to do something else with it, I guess, which I kind of get, yeah. but it didn't. It didn't go down well with the the long term fans, I think. No. Since then, he's had cameos in in uh, Sonic and All Stars Racing on the 360, and obviously more recently Smash Brothers Ultimate, and then you got Ukulele, the spiritual successor. But I think we're crying out for a, a remake. I think. I mean, in like the style of like the Crash trilogy and the Spyro trilogy, I'd love to see yeah, that. that I don't know good. why they haven't done it. Like, I mean, it'd probably be an Xbox exclusive. This is a bit annoying for me because I don't have a modern one, but um, I'd want to see it anyway. And it'd be great if they could 
do do everything that they've got and just update it but also expand the worlds just a little bit and maybe make it like say 15 or 20 jiggies per world but then like have new areas to go and just just something for the old fans to like some new stuff to to enjoy there so it feels like a, a bit more of a new game yeah i'd love something like that be brilliant i don't know if there's any plans to do that but i don't I know i mean there's always talk that sort of rumors pop up every few years about microsoft yeah. doing something with banjo but it never it never transpires yeah so. it could be that they're not quite sure what to do with it but i think the time is right because you know collectathons are have have their own fan base now you yeah, know they're, yeah, they're, they're sure. people who, that, that love them you know um and again mario obviously success only you know well, you look at a, any sort of retro collection, they always sell well. You know, the Spyro mm. collection, the Crash Bandicoot, yeah. even Sonic Origins, you know, for all, all the complaints people had, it seemed mm. to have sold pretty well. You know, yeah. it's, retro is, is big, and this it's is really big, yeah. Yeah, this has got a, a big following. Uh, I think it sold well at the time, and this is just really popular games reviewed well too um it's it's gone down in history as one of the standout titles on the n64 yeah i can see why yeah there's a there's a sheen of quality to it that you do not get with a lot of similar games um that came out sort of after this buck bumble buck bumble i uh, i've never played that so good <laughs> we'll, have, we'll, have... <laughs> we'll find out one day won't we? <laughs> we'll have to do it just so just to have an excuse to play the theme tune <laughs> i don't know the theme tune oh, oh i have to well, look that's... it up yeah brilliant all right, I haven't looked at that one. So, I know what this game is going to be, don't I? Because yeah, you do. ran it past me already. Yeah, I um, It's going to be... It's going to be Stray. It's going to be Stray. The lovely, stray. Cat, the lovely cat game. Yeah, it's you, a got lovely on, cat game. you got on quite well with this, did you? I, I did, yeah. Mm. I, I did. Um, I'm going to play through it again. Um, yeah. It's only about four hours long, I think, so it's quite a, a relatively yeah. small one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think that there's an achievement for doing it in under two hours, so oh, right, okay. if you know what you're doing, you can really fly through it. But um, yeah. yeah, it's a very short game, um, but I think he's got a lot to offer. Um, yeah, I'd be interested to, to mm. hear your take on it. Um, I would say, because I know you got a young'un going about, Yeah. they might be all like, oh, look, it's a cat, let's play with a yeah, cat. Yeah, yeah. It's fine, but there's some quite scary imagery when you start going down into the sewers and things. I was thinking that. I was thinking, you know, if it weren't if it weren't set in such a dystopian kind of future and scary world, she would love this because she loves cats at the moment. Yeah. But it, um, I would say like the city bits where you're interacting with the robots and you're wandering yeah. around, that's all fine. You know, the ro- there's none of the robots are 
you know enemies you can you rub up against her legs like cats do and you go scratch her carpets and it's it's all fun and games but there's a bit where you start going down into the sewers and i think that's probably a little bit scary for kids so yeah i wasn't planning on playing it in yeah. front of her but um yeah if you don't know what we're talking about this is a game where you play as a cat right you play as a cat yeah brilliant idea yeah and who, and who doesn't love a cat cats are amazing so yeah, that that's that, that's that's basically it. I, mm. It's a very short game, so I don't want to say too too much about it now. No, no, need sure. To listen next next month, but <laughs> um, Cat falls into a, a place with his robots, and he's, yeah. he's got to find his way back out again. Cool. Well, we'll pick that up next month. Meow. Me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, um, if you've enjoyed our various ramblings. You um, you might like to know that we're back on Google Podcasts. Yes. So you can go back and hear more of us. Um, but the 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 other Podum up aren't. <laughs> yes, I, I did I did see you tweet your theory that our sudden increase in listenership was probably just Swedish yeah. people looking for the Swedish podcast. Yeah. See, this is so. Let's let's go back a step. So, uh, if you didn't if you haven't listened to the previous um, developments, there's another Podum up who do Swedish pop culture, right? We came, we, we, got, we came up with the name first, I must stress, but they've, they've, also, they've also decided to call themselves Bottom Up. Normally that would be fine. For some reason, Google Podcasts couldn't accept that we were both called Bottom Up and there could only be one Bottom Up. So for quite a while, they made the other Bottom Up the Bottom Up of choice. You couldn't get us on Google Podcasts for love nor money. It was ridiculous. Some, at some point, they've switched to only us and not the other Bottom Up. And I'm assuming it's because we've been doing a bit more recently than they have and they google must there must be an algorithm that that switches to whatever's it, it thinks that there's an old feed perhaps yeah. of the same podcast and they've gone to ours so it's kind of like it's like a, a wrestling title belt who holds the <laughs> <laughs> we're the current google podcast champions of bottom up but it may change later when they, they do another episode. It's the hardcore th- belt. Twenty four seven. It's twenty four seven rules apply. Yeah, well, I, I keep checking it to see if they've if they've t- uh, they've taken it off of us, but they haven't. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're aware of this either. They um, I, last I checked, they haven't done an episode since April, so I don't know. They may be winding things down or taking a break. I don't know, but yeah, I, I um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I want to tell them. <laughs> But yeah, it's not our fault. Whatever happened, it's Google. It's up to Google Podcasts. I've tried and tried when, when, when we didn't the see algos. When we didn't have the title, I tried and tried to get get back on there. But yeah, it's all up to them, I'm afraid. So uh, otherwise, if you want to talk to us, we are available at uh, on Twitter at Podemup. Uh, we can email us podemup at gmail dot com, and our little website is podemup live, where you can also find all our old episodes. And uh, please get in touch. We say it every month, and no one does. <laughs> really? <laughs> Talk to us. We're here. We want to hear from you. If you're if you're one of those people, if you listen to us on a regular basis, and I know there's I know there's at least a few of you out there because I've seen it in the stats. I'm pretty sure that there's at least a handful of you out there. He knows you're out there because he's sat outside your house. <laughs> I know when you're listening to us. If you think, do you know, I really must get in touch with them one day and, and suggest a book club game, or just just tell uh, tell them my thoughts on the show, or just get you know, just say hi. If you if you're one of those people, who think I really must do that sometime. Do it, please do it, because we'd love to hear from you. It'd be amazing. We'd read it out on the show. I'd be. I get it. I get it. 
this podcast. Yeah, you know, so, oh, send us a tweet. I never do. No, to be fair, there's been a few cases like that. Yeah, no, where I, I get you know, it. I yeah. just like to listen. I don't want to be involved. You, you know, no. you, you do the podcast. I'll listen to the podcast. That's that setup is fine for me. So okay, I don't yeah, want, I don't want people to feel pressured. But you know, <laughs> if that's not you, then please talk to us. Talk to us. If you're not yeah. an antisocial <laughs> cretin like me, <laughs> talk to us. <laughs> if you're not a cretin, get in touch. Yes. If you are, then carry on as normal. We'll get that on a t-shirt. Yeah. So next month we're talking about stray. Also next month, um, I was wondering if we could delay our recording time a little bit because I am going to EGX in London Oof. on the I think it's the twenty third of September. Oh, lovely! They got playable Sonic Frontiers down there, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna get down there and check it out. I'm gonna report back. They've also I've been there before. They're quite good. They've got like retro areas. They've got like indie games and other games to play. So I'm gonna have a wander around, play what I can play, and have a, a full report. Why I, you you may have done this, but I I mm. don't I get the feeling you haven't. Why haven't you got yourself a press pass? <laughs> I haven't. I didn't no. really think, to be honest. Um, would that work? Yeah, do you think? of course it would. Do you, do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon it would. We oh, got a, an established podcast for you know fifty coming up to fifty episodes. <laughs> yeah, true. The, uh, you know the first one that comes up if you type in "pod em up" exactly yeah. that phrase, <laughs> first thing that comes up. I reckon yeah. you could. I reckon you could get a press pass. I could. I might try. Try it. I've already, I've, already, I've already bought a ticket, but you know. Sell it. Sell it. Yeah. Sell it. Okay. Sell it on the door. <laughs> Take the I ticket. Might, I might be refused my press pass if they find me doing that. <laughs> Cut this bit out. Cut out yeah. what we're talking about. Now. But yeah, Cut it out, press yeah. pass. And then you could you get in there, take a little recorder, get some interviews for the show. Ah, oh, you're at it. Brilliant. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of work, but it does yeah, like maybe. <laughs> I don't know get if I'm bothered. Pass, but get pa- but, you know, but don't do any other work. Cues, forget the interviews. Just, oh, just use reckon? it to skip the cues. Do you reckon I could do that? I reckon you could. I haven't even thought about doing that. Mm. Mm, I might look into that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I need to get like a puddle up t-shirt like made. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll get on that. Yeah. It's a little project for me to do. I'll, I'll let you know how it goes next month. Yeah. Print out a little square, a little square thing that people put around the microphones when they're interviewing people. <laughs> yeah. Get a little puddle up logo on that. Just buy the microphone's know. not like connected to anything. It's just yeah, like being held. <laughs> hat with a press card sticking out the corner because <laughs> then they'll definitely know I'm from yeah, the press that's how, that's how they do it they, they all wear that don't they <laughs> what a scoop what a scoop <laughs> <laughs> just like my full a full like old camera with like a massive flash yeah. <laughs> just the, re- picture, our readers will love this <laughs> yeah hilarious Okay, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to let you know how it goes. And if I get thrown out, I'm going to, yeah, let's just forget the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what we're doing next month. Yeah, so we'll, um going to be a good show. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, so you can catch us that for, catch us there, even, for episode 46 of the Bottom Up Podcast. Goodbye. Bye.